and action. Welcome to another incredible episode of the Action Podcast. We are on episode 82, and this week on tap, we have the movie Silent Night, which stars Joel Kinnaman, that's directed by John Woo. Next, we have Family Switch, which is on Netflix now. It stars Jennifer Garner and Ed Helms. After that, we'll be reviewing Candy Cane Lane, which is stars Eddie Murphy, and that's on Amazon Prime right now, streaming. And lastly, we have Godzilla Minus One, the Japanese feature, which is the latest in the Godzilla universe, for lack of a better word. It's not it's not tied into the old ones or the, the ones that have been coming out. This is a new Godzilla film, but it is a, a pure Japanese film. So with that, uh, we're going to go to Pete now, who's going to give his review on Silent Night. Pete, what do you got? Thanks, Paul. Silent Night, uh, directed by John Woo, who we haven't seen in quite some time. I think in since 2017, and I I love John Woo. Of course, makes one of the best movies ever called Face Off. Um, another another movie that he did was called Broken Arrow, which is underrated. I still think it's a it's an amazing film. Um, he did Mission Impossible Two, which wasn't you know the best of them, but that's okay. Uh, and this stars Joel Kinnaman, um, who you've seen in The Suicide Squad. Uh, he did a really great movie called The Informer, uh, a little bit more of a lesser known movie. But I was introduced to him because of the TV series The Killing. Um, and he was incredible in that series. Um, so the story, um, the, the gist of this story is he plays this grieving father whose kid was sort of uh, killed in a drive-by shooting by, by this ruthless gang. Um, and he has to sort of, he's in just massive amounts of depression and anger and he loses his wife. Um, and so he begins to train himself, uh, to exact revenge against this, this gang on Christmas Eve. So he gives himself like, I forget the time frame in the movie, but it's like a year or something like that. Um, and so the idea behind this is that. He gets uh, he he starts to go after these guys, I guess, um, after the, the 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 kid is killed in this drive by shooting, and uh, he ultimately fails in his attempt, and he gets shot in the throat, and he can't speak. So basically, there's no dialogue in this movie at all, um, which is pretty incredible um, to be able to pull off a movie without any dialogue at all is remarkable. Um, it is kind of bizarre at first, but you almost get used to it. You, and, and, you know, he really does amazing acting, um, with his, just his performance alone, uh, and his eyes and, and, and the emotions that you feel, um, being a John Woo movie, great action, great training sequences. Um, really the only kind of audio and dialogue you hear comes from like police radio, um, or like songs and stuff like that. So, now this this movie kind of hits home a little bit because I have a son uh, who's young, and if he was sort of killed, um, I could totally see myself in in his position and just wanting to go out and just exact revenge on these people. Um, you you certainly feel his absolute despair and anger um, through this whole movie. Um, all in all, I think it was a success. I think it was pretty good. It only got a five nine on IMDb, which, you know, that's fair. 
I could see why it wouldn't uh, get a, a huge amount of praise. You know, there would, I think there would have been something to be said about um, if there was some way that he uses the fact that he can't speak as some sort of moment in, in the film that kind of worked um, against him maybe, or, or maybe it uh, ultimately solved something or caused something really cool to happen. Um, either way, um, I recommend this film for sure. It's because you've never really kind of seen anything like this where there's no dialogue. Um, so there you go. Back to you, Paul. Awesome. Yeah, I <clears throat> I agree for the most part with what Pete is saying. Um, I don't think this film is for everybody. Uh, this is a action film. Um, uh, I am a big fan of John Woo myself. And, you know, he, he he's very good in this genre. Um, you don't always get a ton of story depending on the film with John Woo, but, uh, you definitely know visually he's going to be bringing it. And, uh, this film was no different. Uh, I really like Joel Kinnaman. Uh, if you haven't seen him, he's in, um, uh, for all mankind, which is on Apple TV plus. And, um, but yeah, um, you know, honestly, I, I kind of agree with Pete on, on, on the, um, kind of no dialogue thing. I mean, it's. There's a couple words, of course. It's not like completely silent, but um, I don't know if it completely worked the entire time. There's parts where it's just like it seemed a little unnatural uh, for there to be no words or no kind of conversation. But um, it was still kind of an interesting technique. Um, but I think it, it, like Pete said, it could have had a more significant purpose, I think, if it would have really, really used it effectively. But, you know, this is a good old vengeance type of a. Uh, film and um you know i kind of go go in with kind of low expectations and you know i'm just looking for a guy to kick some ass kind of a thing and uh i, th I thought overall the film the film film work film was all right you know these these films are, are ones that you can easily watch again um like i just watched violent night again right um i don't think this is as good as violent night but um i still thought this movie was solid and uh, i'll probably check it out again when it's streaming just because again these are easy to kind of ingest this is not obviously hard to figure out and all that good stuff. But again, this is kind of the, the tr traditional popcorn flick type of a thing. So if you're in a kind of action, want to see some, some fights and all that good stuff, uh, this is, this, this was for you. I thought they did set up the premise well in terms of really building, you know, the, the Genesis for why this guy uh, is angry and has his issues. Uh, I thought they did a good job with that. So that really kind of drives the film. So it makes it kind of easy to root for this guy. So check it out. It's in theaters now. Uh, next, we have Family Switch. And again, this is on Netflix starring Jennifer Jennifer Garner and Ed Helms. And um, I think there's a cute, cute little family flick. You know what I mean? Uh, this is good, if, especially if you have uh, like teenagers. I think it's a good kind of movie to watch with them. Um, you know, I thought the, um, the acting was, was pretty solid. Everybody kind of being the different personalities, the adults, kids and vice versa. Um, you know, kind of the same thing again, this is a more familiar film, so it's, it, it may not be for everybody, but, uh, I thought overall the film worked and was, um, uh, was, was, it was, was a decent film. Again, it's on Netflix. And um, I, I enjoyed watching it, but, uh, you know, obviously it's not going to win any Oscars or anything. So, again, good, good kind of uh, is this a holiday film. I forget. 
Um, but yeah. So if, if you're looking for something kind of watch with the family, kind of more on the lighthearted side, um, kind of funny. There's a, there's a cool kind of scene at the end um, that, uh, you know, that get, gets the blood going in a good way. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was pretty solid. Next, we have Candy Cane Lane. And this is, again, on Amazon Prime, starring Eddie Murphy. Uh, so I was really looking forward to this one just because, uh, you know, again, Eddie Murphy's definitely been going through a little bit of a renaissance lately. And I want to see, I wanted to see where, you know, what he was going to be investing in, if that makes sense. Um, this is a Christmas movie, of course. And um, I like I like the premise of this one. I'm, I'm a big Christmas movie kind of a guy. And uh, I thought this movie was pretty funny. I don't, I don't, I didn't think Eddie Murphy was necessarily super hilarious in this one. Again, I don't know if we'll ever have Eddie Murphy like he was, you know, Beverly Hills Cop Eddie Murphy, but he still has his moments, of course. But I think he does a great job of acting, though. And I think again, he, he's just a, he's evolved, um, and that's that's just that's just it is what it is, right? But I thought Chris Red actually was really really funny in this one. He's from Saturday Night Live, and um, you know, I thought I thought the rest of the characters I thought worked. I thought it was a, a interesting concept, um, and there's some there's some good good moments in it in terms of uh, you know times when I laughed out loud, and uh, I thought overall this was a pretty solid uh, Christmas film. Um, I don't think it's going to go in the Hall of Fame of Christmas films. You know, it's not uh, Home Alone or you know National Lampoon's Christmas. Uh, I, I think I think they could have pushed the envelope a little bit more when it came to the humor. But I still thought it was pretty funny overall. Uh, like I said, I laughed a few times out loud. Again, Chris Red, I think, really, really uh, <clears throat> brought a lot of heat when it came to the comedy. Um, there's a couple scenes too uh, that, that, that again just makes makes you laugh. Um, some some kind of racial jokes and stuff like that, which I always like. And um, yeah, I, I, th- I thought overall it worked and it was entertaining. So check it out. I actually watched it twice, and um, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Um, and then lastly, and uh, I'm probably going to call this my movie of the week, guys, uh, but it's Godzilla minus one. Now, big caveat here. This is a foreign film. What does that mean? Subtitles. So if you're not into subtitles, then don't bother because they do not speak English in this one. This one is a Japanese film with Japanese actors and all that. But I'll tell you what, man, I really, really, really enjoyed this one. Um you know, if it wasn't for Anatomy of a Fall, this is maybe my favorite foreign film of the year. And you could be talking about like Oscar stuff. And I know maybe th- this film might have a difficulty because this isn't like your traditional like Oscar film. But uh, I thought for the, the Godzilla genre, I thought they nailed it. Like one of the best things what made me want to see this was the original director of the 2014 Godzilla, Gareth Edwards. He had said, like, this is what a Godzilla film is supposed to look like. And I agree. One, they nailed the time frame of this movie. This movie takes place immediately after World War II. And I think it's the perfect setting for this genre. Two, just the production design and how it looked. It it, it just looked like... You know, they didn't go overboard with the CGI, even though there is obviously tons of CGI stuff, but it it, it just blends very well, looks very good, um, and it worked. And then and then lastly, the story, guys, man, talk about a really well-written Godzilla 
film. Uh, I loved what they did with the characters, how they developed them. Again, dealing with post-World War II Japan, um, dealing with grief and loss. Um, just an excellent setup that really gets you going and and and, and really makes you curious kind of where, where this is going to go. And they just did a great job uh, overall of blending everything with the story, cinematography, uh, even the special effects, I thought, uh, again, or excuse me, visual effects and special effects too, to be honest. Um, special obviously are the ones that happen live in front of you. Visual effects are CGI. And I thought they just did a good job of blending the two and was an entertaining, but still pretty pretty poignant and uh, solid action film uh, for this genre. Again, probably the best Godzilla film I've ever seen. And, and like and like Gareth Edwards said, it felt like a, a a real throwback Godzilla film. And again, I think this is what it's supposed to be. So great job. Uh, highly recommend this one. This is my movie of the week. Um, and again, I, I thought the music was even a, a, a good aspect of it as well. I really I thought the soundtrack was 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 catchy and and really added a lot of flavor to the the film. So great job. And so that's going to wrap it up for this, guys. Uh, a little shorter one here, just trying to get through these movies. And um, we got a few movies uh, on tap next week. We have the movie Eileen, which stars uh, Anne Hathaway. Uh, also coming out is Poor Things, starring Emma Stone. And then lastly, which is on Netflix, it's actually already out now. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to see it yet, is May, December. And that stars Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore, I believe. So that's what we're going to have on tap. We also have a new series coming out tomorrow. Make sure you check this out. But it's basically kind of like a book club, but for movies that are streaming. So I wanted to, you know, I always try and watch older movies that um, I haven't seen before that are pretty much kind of like before I was born. And so um, the first film we're going to be watching is The Great Waddle Pepper. Uh, we're bring, bring, bringing in Drew Stewart, uh, who's also a big kind of film buff and loves watching the older films so if you guys are looking for something to watch over the weekend um that's on streaming and you want to watch like older films with us i, I highly recommend you join our film club it's you know it's me called paul's old classic movies kind of like the old ted turner colorized classics so uh with that being said uh again make sure you like share subscribe thank you guys for your support we'll keep growing keep throwing out more content we appreciate you and with that that is a cut. Thanks, guys.